Hello there, I'm Rafael Di Furia, back at it again for another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. This week's episode was inspired by a comment left on a recent episode. It was, let me see, bust out the glasses here. Episode 275, is it time to move to a new country in the new year? New year, new country was on the thumbnail. And the comment left was from at Brooks McGrodder. 6662 on YouTube. The comment was besides USA, Italy, and Portugal, would you consider living in Asia or South America or somewhere without Latin script? I see that Africa and South America dominate your logo. Well, thank you, Brooks. And just for maybe a little bit of context here, Brooks and I have met in person. We do know each other, but I will say, Brooks, maybe this is something that you and I should talk about. And maybe sometime you should come on to Not Your Average Globetrotter, because I know you've been around. But Brooks, I will let you have your privacy and not talk about anything. But if you do decide that you are interested, let's make it happen. Anyway, so, you know, this episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter, I want to talk about this because I actually have lived in a part of the world where the language did not have a Latin script. And I started writing a really long response to this, but I figured instead of a long text response, why not just record an episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter? So here we go. Roll that intro. Of course, as always, I'm Rafael Di Furia. This is another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter, and let's just jump into my response. And what I will say is I have lived in Asia, but it's not a part of the continent that you would normally think of as being Asia part of the continent, but not part of East Asia. I'll put it that way. And without going into what country I lived in specifically, what I will say is that this country did not generally use Latin script lettering system. And so what I will say first on that, just specifically, is that even if I could read most things, I wouldn't necessarily understand everything. And the first thing that really got the most frustrating to me when it came to that was that I couldn't relate the other languages that I knew to that language. Like, for example, if I'm in Europe, and this is one of the reasons why I actually really do see myself staying in Europe and really enjoy living in Europe, because I can relate languages that I already have under my belt to other languages, even if there are a few steps in between, sometimes there are connections that you can make sense of even tangentially. I want to say about eight years ago, more or less, I had to go on a work trip to Poland. And of course, I'm not a Polish speaker. I don't understand anything. Well, I won't say anything. I don't understand the majority of what's being said or what's written. But based on context and based on being able just to visually read the language, to see a word and be able to recognize it, even if I'm not pronouncing it correctly, I could start making sense based on context. Like on this trip, we were riding along the highway and eventually I kept seeing this word over and over and over again. And it was sklep. I had no clue what it meant, but based on the context of seeing like, okay, there were people walking out with bags. There were people walking out with beers. There were people going in and out of these places. Based on that, I was able to just put together, hey, that means store. I asked our driver and he was like, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what it means. And so even if I don't speak a language, sometimes you can start making sense of certain things. But if I'm in another part of the world, even if I learn how to read the script and I have in my life taken the time to learn how to read a couple of different types of script, there are words that I just don't have any context to make a relation to 
Okay, based on what I was saying about Poland, I will go back and say, on context, okay, maybe I could start making that. But if I want to start relating any Latin languages that I have under my belt, it's going to be much more difficult. And even in like Germany, for example, there were times that I was able to relate Latin words or words that were close to Latin or not far off from English to what I was hearing around me. Like I was with friends and they were saying quasi, quasi. I'm like, what did they mean quasi? I'm like, do they mean quasi? They were talking quasi. So like, that's the thing. When you have languages that come from the same language family and this whole Indo-European language, okay, maybe if you start breaking down to Farsi, well, actually even Farsi, you could say there are, there are some words that do share similarities, but this is getting really far off. That could get to be something that I might have a bit of a difficult time with because the script is definitely one that I'm unable to read. So could I say at this point in my life that I would really be interested in living in another part of the world where I would have to learn a new script? I can't say that sounds the most exciting. Would I maybe consider it? If the world weren't as crazy as it is now, there would probably be numerous choices that I would make and numerous places that I would also like to visit. But considering how things are at this moment in time, I'm okay to be where I am. Again, leading to the not your average side of not your average globetrotter. But it's not just about being able to relate words. What I'm really getting into here is the ability to get by day to day. And for certain things, there is a level of stress that I personally experienced. So I'm not just here saying like, oh, I couldn't relate words and that was annoying or whatever. What I'm saying is that on a day to day basis, that there were certain things that added up for me based on a, having a different alphabet in my life and going to the store, not being able to quite sight read in the same way that I might be able to with certain Latin based languages or Germanic based languages that you can just have that level of comfort there. And even though it's a very small thing, it can build up. And some of the smallest things, this is why I've said in many episodes of Not Your Average Globetrotter, that the small things can build up to become some of the biggest things. And say maybe you've had a long day and you're having to go to the supermarket and have to read some label on off the shelf at the supermarket that maybe that could end up being a little bit of a stressful situation. Yeah, like I'm talking about. This is such a minor thing that in general, it'd be so minute you wouldn't even think about it. But if it's your daily reality, then I might put this in a different category. Also, having grown up in european adjacent cultures latin culture around my family there is a certain level of familiarity that i personally have in certain parts of the world that i know how things function a little bit more whereas yeah i'm totally up for learning about how other places and other parts of the world can work but if i'm looking at that place where i can think about as home and in your home is the place that you want to be able to be most relaxed, then there are certain parts of Europe that might meet that criteria for me. Could I find this in other parts of the world? Probably. But I have found this for myself in certain places, and I'm at a point where I'm happy to not have to uh, recreate the wheel. And if it ain't broke, I'm not going to try to fix it at this point. Maybe at some later point in my life, I'll look for a new adventure. But for now, I'm okay with kind of coasting a little bit. Having lived in a number of different countries and having experienced a number of different places, I can say that for me, the interest at this point in my life 
is more to start setting some roots down and to create more of a solid foundation rather than explore an adventure. Because I've had a number of adventures. I've enjoyed some of those very much. Had some horrible experiences on some others, but these are all just part of the greater adventure as a whole. But do I find myself craving to have those new experiences in different parts of the world? That has maybe been one factor since starting this project that even though this is about globe trotting, about going to different parts of the world and making it your home, there is that factor that I can say that I've become more happy to be in one place. Whereas, especially from that 2020 period and onwards, that during 2020, the original plan for this channel was to be traveling around all of Italy and doing interviews and doing travel videos and all of that. But I will say there was something during that time that I'm not going to say changed within me, but I realized certain things that were more important to me. And to really lean into that not your average side of not your average globetrotter that as a friend kind of jokingly put it that no you're not a digital nomad and i've never claimed to be a digital nomad but you're a digital stay in one place for a long time i think that's kind of more my style anyway to really sit down steep and take in what the place has to offer and maybe let's think about it like this when you're moving abroad be like a teabag i know it sounds strange but Hang on with me here for just a second. This analogy may just make a little bit of sense. If you put the water in before the tea bag, you have the water there. Then you put the tea bag in. The tea bag soaks up the water, takes it in, and then it lets it back out and it lets a little bit of the flavor, or maybe a lot of the flavor. And so I'm not saying to take over the flavor of the place, but if you can leave a positive mark and leave a nice sweet taste in someone's mouth at the end of that interaction, then that definitely makes a difference. And as somebody who was living abroad, of course, it's a positive thing to be a contributing member of society and do what could be necessary to leave that positive impact. And maybe in other parts of life, it doesn't hurt to be a little bit more like tea. You come into the situation, soak up what is there, and then leave your mark and leave it on a positive, sweet note. But getting on to the latter part of the question in there, uh, about South America or somewhere, here, I need my glasses for this, uh, somewhere South America or without a Latin script. So the Latin script, we got that part, we talked about that. But someplace in South America, definitely, I would consider, if the, again, if the situation were different in certain places, I've said many times over that I would love to spend time in Brazil. I have family there, and I love the food, love the people, love the country. I've only ever experienced it for like, a very short period of time, maybe a matter of weeks or about a month or so for like an extended trip. But it was a time in my life that made a super major impact on me. And even till today, it's something that like I get really good feelings about, even though it was a bit of a stressful trip, but that's a different story for a different day. But I want to get back into Brazil in just a second. But uh, Brooks, you mentioned, I see that Africa and South America dominate the logo. <laughs> I'll put it this way. The reason why they dominate the logo is just be kind of like, just because we happen to have it here. The map that I had available to me to be able to use when I made the logo, and yes, I am the one who made the logo, actually, just the way that everything lined up and balancing out, this was just kind of the easiest way to go and lay everything out. And I've never really talked about the logo for Not Your Average Globetrotter before, but yeah, kind of having it as it is is more just kind of out of it worked 
just from a visual standpoint and even like a little bit in there you see like how there's the division of the green and the blue it used to be black and white originally it was going to be bl green and blue but then i decided to go on black and white and then it turned into the italian flag and it's gone through iterations over the years the way it kind of divides is almost like this yin yang and it's just ends up having this in my mind balanced feel to it that i personally like and also when designing this logo, it felt a little bit easier to make a design that went over the Atlantic rather than Pacific because there's just so much empty space there. So yeah, that was definitely kind of the thought there. So there's no particular reason why certain places may take certain precedence visually within the space of the logo itself. But before I get into the rest of what I talk about, I do want to say a quick thank you to those of you who helped to make these episodes possible through Patreon, through the one-time donations, as well as the thanks button here on YouTube and the shirts, mugs, onesies, and more. Thank you all so very, very much for helping this project to be able to continue forward. But just to continue on with what I was saying before about what I consider another part of the world and talking about South America, I've heard wonderful things about Medellin, um, Colombia. Is it the place where I would necessarily see myself? It's not a place that I'm jumping to. And in this world, are, am I going to sit here and say that I think living in the European Union is the best place? I'm not going to say it's the best and I'm not going to say it's the worst. I think there are positives and negatives to it. But for me and the way that I like to live my life and for various reasons, I actually do like Portugal. It's somewhere that I've always liked. Um, my intention was to stay in Italy and I love Italy. I just happened based on family circumstances and everything. It ended up that being in Portugal just ended up being the right choice for me to be able to be there for my family. And so I'm glad that I ended up here and I can see myself here long term. Is it the type of place where I could say I see myself here forever? I would like to, but I don't know because I've had that feeling before that, oh, this is where I'm going to be forever. But the life can always take you in very different turns. And even briefly getting into what I was saying before about Brazil, it's a part of the world that I would be very curious to see more of and get to know better. Although at the same time, I will say based on what I've heard over the years from family and friends about safety and security there, or even my own experiences there, and whether it's true or not, some of the things that were kind of pushed on to me as far as some of these thoughts about how life can be there, I would say I would feel more comfortable if the safety and security situation there were a little bit different. I think there are concerns in that part of the world that I've been exposed to that may, like I said, may or may not be true, that I don't feel as though that I am interested in having as a concern in my daily life, whereas I know in other parts of the world there is a level of being relaxed and being able to just kind of take the moment as is without having to be hyper aware of everything around you. Of course, you wherever you go, you have to be very aware and very careful. But it's, and it's not like I would say even to let your guard down, always keep your guard up, but that you don't necessarily have some of the same concerns that I know exist in some major cities around the world. Because even on that same note, I wouldn't consider a place like New York. It's not the type of place for me. Maybe I'd go there on a trip, but it's not something that's even remotely at the top of my list of places that I would like to go and see. And even with that, there were times in the past where I've thought about bringing things back to a different script and a different uh, language in a different part of the world. 
the, before everything popped off in Eastern Europe, there was a time when Moscow or St. Petersburg seemed like an interesting place to check out or something like Tokyo or Hokkaido or Kyoto uh, or even Macau were all very interesting to me. Nothing that I would say I was ready to jump on, but these were places that I had looked into that had a level of interest to me. But when we're starting to talk about major cities, this is something that has become less and less of interest to me as time goes on. I can't say that I have a huge amount of interest in living in a place that is like a major city. So that's even one of the reasons why I wouldn't have an interest in living in uh, a place like Lisbon, even though Lisbon isn't like the biggest city in the world. It's a little bit more densely populated than what I personally might be interested in. And that's why I like where I live currently, because I have some of the conveniences of being in a major city, and it is one of the largest cities in the country, but you also do have some of those aspects of feeling like you're in a small town or you get a few minutes out, then it's a whole different thing. And even the other night I went with a friend and he was here renting a car and we went just outside of Braga and went up to the river. I've been living here more than a year now and i still hadn't made my way there we had a very pleasant dinner that was delicious and it was just it already had a different feel than braga and it was not that far away maybe what 10 15 minutes and so being in a place like where i currently am i have that ability to be in my little city but also to get out and have a little bit more fresh air i mean the air here i gotta say is pretty darn good to begin with but that's a different story and even if it is still a smaller city, and if I have that need or that desire to get someplace, I could go to the airport just outside of Porto and go to another major European location. I have family that are in, in Spain, and we were talking about that one of my family members is going to go visit another family member, and it was kind of a last-second thing. In the end, I couldn't go, but to be able to go for a quick family trip, it would have been like, say, 30 to 60 euros round trip to go see family in another place. So we're talking about things that become realistic and having access is very interesting. And yes, in, in Europe in general, even if you're in a major city, you can have better access to these things because you have more ability to jump on those like last second flights or whatever it may be. And so there are some aspects of life living in Europe that I've become accustomed to that even those little things like that, even though I don't take full advantage of them, these are things that I would say for me end up leading towards a lifestyle that not only am I more accustomed to, but that I'm kind of more would look for. And are these things that I would say exist in other parts of the world? You can find aspects of this, yes, definitely. But could I say that I could transplant some of those positive things to other parts of the world, maybe, maybe not. And traveling is such a minor thing in life anyway. And I'm not saying that, oh, the ability to travel and that I maybe don't go traveling as much as I would like, or even basically at all. I haven't had any time in the past couple of, well, okay, let's put it this way. Past previous years before moving to Portugal wasn't possible for a couple of years. And then since coming to Portugal, I've just been working and getting life resettled here again. So definitely didn't have time for that. But I know in some parts of the world, having access to some of these things and all of the positive things that I look for and the way that they mesh up 
would be more fitting of certain European locations. And Portugal might not be the only place where I might be able to find some of those things that I personally enjoy, but it just so happens to be the place where I am right now. And I'm very grateful to be here. And I really do enjoy being here. So that's a very big positive for me. But then also, even when it comes to the climate, Europe can get a bit chilly and it can also get pretty darn hot. So I will say I'm not such a fan of super hot, humid weather. And yes, Southern Europe can definitely get that. But I know there are certain parts of the world, even the area where part of my family comes from in Brazil can get quite hot and humid. But then also the same can be said for certain parts of Southeast Asia, that it can get hot and humid or just Asia anywhere along the, the water has that ability. And even I was talking to someone from Singapore recently, and he was telling me about how throughout a good portion of the year, how it's basically t-shirt and shorts weather and always very hot, or it goes from decently warm to extremely hot and very humid. So that's not something that I would personally look for. I enjoy winter as winter, whether that is rain or snow. I like that time of year. That's probably my favorite. But again, these just are some of my personal preferences that I've found out about myself over the years. And I think one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode was because these are my thought processes in the types of place that I've realized would be more or less of interest to me based on various factors and why that would be. So I hope that maybe this can be of benefit to somebody who is thinking about moving abroad, living abroad, or just even traveling abroad to different places and trying to figure out what it is that is of interest to them. Because while things, certain things may work for me, they may not work for everybody, but maybe some of the processes of elimination could help you to reach that level. So I'm going to round things out here. Of course, another huge thank you to those of you who helped to make these episodes possible through rafaeldifuria.com slash Patreon on a monthly basis, as well as rafaeldifuria.com slash support for single one-time donations, as well as the thanks button here on YouTube. Thank you all so much for that support, as well as to those of you who are subscribed and like these videos and share them with your friends, because that also does help this project. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. Stay safe and healthy out there, and I will see you all next time. Later. <laughs>